Welcome to the new year. A year is a form, a shape given to an abstract, uncontainable concept, the concept of existence. We created it. And that form, that form we created, has died. Is that why we feel grief at this time of year? We are also a form, a shape given to an abstract, uncontainable concept, the concept of existence that I think we created, too. At least, we created these forms we're in now in the darkness of this castle space, together. Is the end of your grief here, too? I think that's why we light fireworks and have bright parties and distract ourselves with prettiness and fun. Because otherwise, we'd feel too deeply that the thing we created and experienced for so many long months and weeks and days and hours and minutes, has passed away. Maybe. A god visited me last time we spoke. They kept saying something. Something about destroying every tower I build up. I had a vision recently of another tower, a great steepled cathedral, a monument to order and organization, a ghastly and powerful human creation, a form sharp and angular to house everything made and stored and classified and put together. Kind of like a year. Maybe. A grouping of intangible things in an effort to make them tangible. A container of thoughts that don't want to be contained in an effort to control them. I was afraid, last time we spoke, of the furious and demanding God of now. I was very, very afraid of them but I heard their voice echoing out in my vision, and a little brick crumbled off the top of this mighty cathedral. And I was full of joy, even in my grief for the imaginary year about to die. I will not lie to you today. I haven't lied to you, not really, in some time. I can't, really, anymore. But I will try to share my thoughts as openly as possible. 
because that's all that's left to do when all is said and done. The first god came to me in a blaze of light. The second god possessed my sleepless night. The third god. I thought to myself, a third god will come and visit me. Who comes next? Who comes next? I think I'm ready. I think I know. Will you go back to New Year's Eve with me? Will you wait up with me past midnight? Shall we greet them together? There is a place I can go sometimes, far away from the buildings and the streets and the noise of my city. I am fortunate that I have the opportunity to leave it sometimes. There is a rocky shore to a freezing lake. It has been gray, rainy, stormy here over the holidays. The snow never came. At night, there is so little light. I have gone out to the porch where, by day, there is a beautiful view of vast water that seems endless. But by night, you can't see a thing. It's been so cloudy that no stars have been in sight for days. Not even the full moon could shine through, though I think I saw her ghost, shrouded and pale and distant once. The moon is the high priestess, and sometimes she needs to veil herself to find her power. To look within and to encourage us to do the same. The porch has a little light on it so you can see the bricks under your feet to a point. But after that point, as soon as the grass should appear, and then the rocks, and then the water. Well, all that is shadow at night. You can only hear the sound of the waves. Birds, too, sometimes, but not always. And sometimes other animals that warn you not to wander too far into that darkness. I wrote about this before, I think. Not this place, but a different place with a different porch, but it doesn't matter. I was in both, and so they were both here to me at some point. This phenomenon of the world disappearing beyond a nighttime porch. It only happens in dark and natural places. We build cities to avoid it, I think. Anyway, I stood on this porch on a cloudy night recently. I looked into the shadow, 
the endless darkness where I know there is a lake, but I can only hear it. I know there are trees that, by day, have thousands of fingers stretching towards the sky, housing crows and woodpeckers and squirrels. But by night, I don't know what they do. I wonder if they point at me, those fingers, and whisper to each other. Hopefully nice things. Anyway, I stood on this porch on a cloudy night recently, and as I looked into the shadow where I know the edge of the lake exists by day, I wondered if it was still there at night. I could hear it, but that wasn't enough proof. I looked at the place where there is a man-made wall to keep the tide away from that porch. The place where one can stand on smooth ground to look out at the lake and pretend you're flying over it because you're higher up than the shoreline. Now I could see nothing but that shadow. Except, that is, until, just like the pale ghost of the moon could be seen like a dimly lit white cloud in an otherwise blackened night sky. A face pushed its way ever so slowly into my view. The same pale white, more like gray in the clouds of the shadow, just coming so gradually into my awareness. Sometimes I don't know if these things happen because I'm trying to come up with something for a story, or because I desperately want to see beautiful and frightful things with my Kristen eyes. Or because they really are there in some capacity or other. Maybe being seen by my narrator eyes. I don't know. I think them and I believe them, or at least I try to. No, wait. Don't disappear, I'm sorry. There is no trying to believe, there is just believing. I'm sorry, I do see you. But who are you? I can only see their face. The rest must be shrouded in black. I am wearing all black too, I usually am. And I am awfully pale, I've been told. Maybe I look just the same. Maybe they look at me and see a ghastly pale face obscured by shadow. But there is a light on my porch. And they are standing in the darkness by the lakeshore, 
They are much higher up than where the smooth wall is. They are either very, very tall, or just hovering there. I think it and I see them bob gracefully up and down once, as though propelled by wings. Wings that must be black for how invisible they are. Two little blue glowing lights appear in that obfuscated visage. <sighs> the third god. The third god. When I began this probably somewhat meandering work years ago, I invented an angel of death. The angel of death. I needed an adversary. I needed a lover. I buried him. I resurrected him. I cast him away. I brought him back. I set him on fire. I froze him in the lake. I welcomed him to my castle. I tore down my castle. He is fiction that I created to satisfy my every human emotion that arises surrounding the magic I cannot for the life of me figure out how to bring into this reality, and I keep trying to say goodbye to him, because sometimes it hurts so much. Like when I was a child and I decided to tearfully throw away my favorite stuffed animal, I remember standing over a rather clean and garbageless plastic bin that I don't even think was meant for trash, and I held a little funeral and I said, I need to grow up now, and I threw it in the bin. I didn't like the way that felt, so I picked him up immediately again, hugged him, and cried. I remember this vividly, and no one else was there with me. Just me, and a little thing I imagined into awareness just a little pile of felt and thread and cotton sewed and dyed and strapped together to look like a zebra. I didn't even love zebras especially, but because I imagined that it had feelings, I couldn't bring myself to hurt it. For a moment, the angel of death grins his most terrible and most charming grin and shadows dance across him, making it seem that tacky-looking fake zebra stripes appear across the paleness of his beautiful and awful face. 
only briefly. As I let the memory go, so does he. The face grows larger in the shadows as he comes closer to me. He is gliding, not stepping, not flapping wings after all. He is gliding towards me and away from the frigid lake. Remnants of holiday celebrations are behind me, inside, I think. I'm trying to lie as little as possible here. Good times and bad times, here and everywhere. We can go on holiday, but that doesn't stop the process. Nor can I stop him coming closer to me. Growing larger, still. Why have I been visited by three forgotten gods this holiday? You haven't. And he doesn't stop coming towards me. Even as we collide, even as I see his grim face smiling down on me, even as his six wings hang limp and relaxed and on fire behind him, even as his claws crack with ice as he brings them up to rip open my heart space, he doesn't stop until he is resting in there now. Enormous and yet able to fit in the small cave, his frozen fingernails pried open. And then it's all quiet. My eyes have adjusted to the darkness a little. Or maybe the time of day has changed, I don't know, time is behaving oddly as it so loves to do. Anyway... I can see a little past the porch now. There are two swans and three geese bobbing roughly together in the stormy water. I feel concerned for them briefly, but then there is a part of me that wants to give in to that same chaos they are able to. Be thrown around by a temperamental lake in winter. What would it feel like? Like this. As soon as the voice resonates from my heart, I feel as though I have been pushed from a great height. The water is blackness again. No swans or geese. The wall and the grass eaten up by shadow. The porch is next. The little light bulb goes out just as I run back inside, but all of the lights in this place shut off, too, one by one. The darkness bursts through and into this house I'm in. The shadow that dragged me down and won't let me go. But how can I tell you I'm not afraid of it? How can I tell you how good it feels? 
The fireplace roars into awakeness. His face is there, too. All heat and energy now. The angel of death is a demanding muse and a consuming flame. But it too bursts and is swallowed up again by everything. The third god, I think, is the god of death. Gods, angels, ghosts, same, same, same. Death is the New Year's Eves that have yet to come. Death is the end of a year we've created, but time won't stop after that. A new year will come because we will create it, too. Death is the way we imbued the year with life and cried over its passing away. Death is kept at bay by the way we can always bring another stuffed animal to life to cuddle close in the form of a 2024. Death is the muse I sing to, the story I weep at, the arms I cling to in sleep now, though I once shunned, because he will never stop coming to me. It's rather touching. Happy New Year. We may feel mourning for a year gone, with its bangs and whimpers alike. But we spend that time distracted by the arrival of our new god, our new idol we created each and all of us. The god of the new year. Let's take a break from that for just a moment. Breathe with me. We are in a dark, quiet, meditative space between your ears, behind your eyes, mine too. I have been feeling an extreme, irresistible urge to come here. The god of selfish desire is the force inside me that wants me to be distracted so I can't tell these stories. The god of the demanding now is the force that wants me to stay focused on the present moment. So I still can't tell these stories. 
the god of death. Well, I won't be able to tell stories when I'm dead, surely. Will I? Hello, my friends, and thank you for joining me. And most importantly, Happy New Year to you. I hope you're having a lovely holiday. I've been appreciating some really peaceful, quiet time. I'm really grateful for that. Still no snow, though, but that's all right. I hope you've had a warm and loving holiday, full of things that bring you joy, whether that includes being in the moment distracting yourself, or celebrating endings and beginnings. I've certainly had a little of all that. Sending my gratitude to my newest Patreon supporter, Misty. Thank you so much for joining my community there and for helping me make the show. If you'd like to support On a Dark Cold Night on a monthly basis like Misty, each patron of $1 or more a month U.S. gets access to my complete soundtrack, while each patron of $5 or more a month U.S. gets that, exclusive recurring bonus quick moment meditation episodes, and a monthly tarot reading video every full moon. Learn more at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. The meditations are also available through a subscription to the Sonar Plus channel on Apple Podcasts for $3.99 a month. You can search for On a Dark Cold Night or the Sonar Network on iTunes to learn more. You can also donate one time only without any perks by buying one or more metaphorical coffees at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight or by buying a t-shirt or hoodie at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. Sending many thanks to iTunes listener Dogmom1111 from the United States, who left me a really sweet five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Leaving a rating and a review on iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, or wherever else you like to do so is a wonderful free way to help the show around the holidays, or anytime. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook and YouTube under On a Dark Cold Night on Blue Sky and TikTok under Kristen Zaza, Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast, and Twitter at A Dark Cold Night. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for your patience with my release schedule as the year came to a close and the holiday came around. Wishing peace and light and love and compassion for all of us in 2024. Wishing us peace and light and love and compassion for all of our own raging gods inside of us. Wishing you a very wonderful and life-giving Happy New Year, my friends. Sweet dreams.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.